0: On this week's episode, Friend Code is back! How's it going, everyone? Damiani here, your moderator. And on this very special return episode of Friend Code, I'm joined by Kyle Bossman. Hello. Daniel Budworth. Hello. How's it going, you two? Good stuff. It's going well. Welcome to the first episode of Friend Code back. <laughs> after going missing in action, and uh, I'd like to start there, and explain what well, kind of like what happened there. So, uh, unfortunately, at the the end of our March uh, period for Patreon, uh, our pledge amount, our paid out amount dipped below forty k, which is the mark that we need to hit each month for both reaction shots, Ian's show, or uh, Ian's pod, uh, movie podcast with Huber, and Friend Code, our biweekly Nintendo podcast. So, unfortunately, for the month of m- of april it went away um but as you saw in april thanks to all of your generosity and thank you everyone who supported us for our most recent fundraiser to help us get looking better for e3 um we're back because so we went way over 40k it seems so we're back for now but it's going to take your help to keep us back. <laughs> so, um, with the coming back into uh, Friend Code, there is one small change. So, it used to be a dollar and up patrons got the episode early on Sundays. Everyone else got it on Tuesdays around noon. That's going to slightly change now uh, because our $5 tier is now our early access tier. So, that means if you are a $5 and up patron, you will get Friend Code earlier. Uh, you'll get them on Sundays now if you're a patron, and you'll get the, everyone else to get it on Tuesday. Um, patrons pulse submissions will still be done for $5 and up patrons as well. So that's not changing. Um, there's one other thing that isn't in here that I realized I announced, uh, when I called for submissions for questions for this episode, uh, I'm changing up patrons pulse actually, since we're coming back. Oh, right. There will no, for this episode, we're gonna see how it goes. There will no, be no dedicated section called patrons pulse anymore. Instead. I told everyone who was a $5.00 Patron what the topics would be for this week. And I asked them to write in questions related to those specific topics. It's a good idea. So when we get to each segment here, yep. patron questions will be drawn upon for us to discuss. Nice. So That's that fun. means more patron questions will get in this way mm-hmm. than just usually the two or one we even get to at the end. So while the name of the segment might be going away, I think patrons will be overall more happy this with This
1: podcast us. became Patron's
0: Pulse. Pretty much. It's the whole podcast. Yeah, now. It's, yeah, we should now we should definitely <laughs> change it now. Yeah. Page so now we can get a new theme song, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle Bossman wants Friend <laughs> and code to have a better opening song. Yes. Because it doesn't match to the enthusiasm uh that I have at the intro of this. So <laughs>
1: Like
0: that. Yeah, that just that. Record that. Okay. I mean Isolate it's been recorded. I you just did it, so I'm gonna cut that out and I'm gonna use that right there <laughs> as the new intro. <laughs> Um, But there actually a lot of stuff happened over the past month, but we're going to focus on stuff that happened more recently for our topics today, Um, starting with Nintendo just had uh, released their financial uh, results, their financial briefing for fiscal year 2017, um, which started back at uh, just after the Switch's launch. So April 1st to the end of March this year is that time period, the reporting period. There's a lot of stuff to parse through in that. And I want to start with the first big piece of news is that Nintendo now has a brand new president. Right. Yes. So, Kimishima is stepping down.
2: Um, And he was interim president. Yes. So, let's
0: make that clear. For those who don't know, he was only ever meant to be a temporary replacement for the late Satoru Iwata. Um, So, it wasn't going to be a long-term solution. So, we were always kind of expecting... There would be an announcement that there'd be new president. Um, I the, think-
1: the thing was, it, it took years, and I honestly thought they were just going to hang on to him. I thought, yeah, like, I thought it was this go. kind of That's thing where point, he was announced as interim, but like he's just stuck around for so long, and I'm like, and
0: he's doing a good job, and I figured like maybe they just want to keep him. Yes, yeah, Switch was doing very well, yeah. and I thought like, oh, give this, give him a chance. But I think in the the notes from the report is that like. He was chosen because they felt he was best able to execute Awada's plans for the switch, right. and it did like it followed through. It became successful, mm-hmm. but I think going forward with any like new initiatives, they'd like to have somebody else in the charge. Class. it Sounds like sure, and thus we have the new president, uh, Shuntaro uh, Furukawa. Um, he's actually very young, only forty-six years old. Um, Put some around so young, like Awada. Awada uh, was pretty young when he took over too, yeah. so. A little bit of a trend, but uh, I, I think too oh, when ahead, it comes to going
2: back to this thing about you know uh, whether the, who they choose as president, Like they, it's a pretty big deal. Oh for yes, Nintendo. Yes, like Iwata was the first person not in a family line Holy for the crap. past hundred years <laughs> to be president of Nintendo. That made like
0: huge headlines, yeah. and like let's make this clear: I mean Iwata passing kind of accelerated the pick the two these two new presidents because. The, uh, Furukawa is only making it the sixth president yeah. in the company's 130-year history. So if Iwata had not passed on and would still be president, there would only have been four presidents. So it was three Yamauchis, basically? It was Yamauchi and his two predecessors, yes. Kay. And then Awada took over, which Blood just said was a huge deal for not being you know the, the family line, basically, for that. And now we've had... Just as many presidents in these few years, unfortunately, because of Iwata's passing, mm-hmm. than we had in like the previous almost 130 years. So it's wow. like, yeah, that's uh, or less than 130 years. But still, like, it's a big deal for them when this happens. Um, but he has had mm. involvement in both uh, Nintendo proper and the Pokemon company. So he has worked in uh, both divisions there. Um, and uh, I want to start here because I'm kind of curious about this. Um, this is a fun question. Or rather, when do you first think we're going to be introduced to him, like, on camera? Like, even uh, Kimishima got, like, an on-camera, like, part where, like, hey, like, this is the new president and stuff. But Koizumi ended up becoming, like, the face of Nintendo. Like, do you think, like, E3 will see him at all? Like, when do you you think we're going to see him? And, uh, yeah, just when do you think we're going to see him?
1: I think that's Koizumi's gig now.
0: Oh, Why do do you think that? So let let me roll in this next part real quick. Sorry. Uh, So our first patron's pulse question. Yeah, uh, comes from uh, Ryan uh, Bremigan. Uh, Hey allies, do you think that the new president uh, Furukawa will take a more of a PR role, like Awada, basically being a face of the company and being in Nintendo Directs, or or do you think that Koizumi? will be the basically the face of the company. Like who do you think is going to be the face of the company?
1: I think Iwata was a very special case. It's actually crazy that he was hosting those videos and talking to us directly. It's not something you can expect of other CEOs to go out and put their faces out there like that. And so I'd be surprised, it'd be cool, but I don't I don't presume that will happen.
2: What about G-Blood? Um for me i think it's really hard to say without really knowing this guy and his temperament. like that's a good point Kimishma, yeah. like i thought really like yeah that that didn't seem like somebody that, who, who would make sense but this guy being uh younger and uh you know more uh yeah like more involved in 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 other parts of the company in the past like i think yeah i i think it could go in in any direction really like it really is gonna be up to him what what course he sets for that
1: is he from marketing or is he from development or wh- where is he from what's uh, his uh, expertise
0: uh i don't think it was actually in development okay um i was looking into that and i wasn't seeing much of a there was one project he was attached to and i was like that's not like it was enough to like speak to me that he like at least within nintendo that right. he was an, act, an active developer like on the level of a wada. like i don't think that's more the case sure yeah um, so i mean I, yeah. I
2: see i see three basic scenarios either one um he shows up uh, at E3, or he shows up at like just a random Nintendo Direct that's not as like big of a deal, or we don't see him in anything like that. We only see him at like the next like quarterly, quarterly. briefing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, which I'm, I think he would be at for sure. Oh yeah, for yeah.
0: sure. Uh, he was actually at this one. He yeah. actually spoke at this one as cool. well. So, uh, so on their side, he was introduced to the investors and everyone. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm kind of curious. I just wanted to, the, the first time getting to see him speak basically and present something. Like I kind of want to see like what what I get from what comes across from him after that point. But I still personally to answer this question. I still think Koizumi is going to be the, as long as switch is the lead platform for Nintendo. Yeah. Koizumi is going to be the forward facing person that you'll see interacting with us in the directs and most of the presentations. Cuz he was
1: involved with the hardware development mm-hmm. even, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, and he yeah. yeah,
0: and he's yeah, he's he seems to be pretty popular with like the the fan base and stuff people watching it. He's yeah. they've taken a liking as well as uh, the Splatoon developers. Like people they, they love yeah. seeing the the, <laughs> the 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 reports from the lab and stuff in the lab coats. Um, Nintendo is actually giving a lot of their younger and new, like younger or like younger talent, more managerial opportunities and these chances like this to lead new teams, which kind of leads into the next part of the discussion with this point. That I kind of want to steer the ship towards. Um, so there was a recent Eurogamer interview uh, with uh, Giles Goddard, uh, former Nintendo employee. Uh, got a start with Star Fox, worked over in uh, Japan. Um, and he said that, uh, basically after a Watt is passing, he feels that the company has shifted towards being more interested in money than ever before. So my question is kind of like, if this is true, this is, this kind of like con- concern you, um, with, if, if that's, if, if they're going with this direction with money first and do you, I'm not saying that he's, that he's wrong. This could be completely what his perspective was, but mm-hmm. we just, I just mentioned like, you know, the Splatoon developers getting more like, you know moment in the limelight like Koizumi getting like to be the face like it sounds like Nintendo is uh, taking a little bit more risk or giving different faces a chance to be like the you know to have their time to be a face of the company but yeah you know, what which do you kind of lean towards do you believe this or do you do you think uh, there's some truth to this
1: so there is some truth but my feeling is we just came off of a Great Zelda turnaround and a great Mario turnaround in a year where, they, where it, that it's claimed that they don't care about the games, mm-hmm. uh, so it's kind of just like okay, Guiles. But uh, <laughs> on the same side, uh, the Nintendo Classic, the NES Classic, and the SNES Classic; those are money boxes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Those are not like we can do unique things. We can make new types of games. Those are strictly money boxes, and so that's where the truth comes from. Absolutely, and the mobile
2: games. Um yeah, I just kind of bring it back to um we were we were talking uh before the show about uh Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze being full price and Thank you, you know like and, and there's some bad perception there or whatever, but th- the thing is is there's no way that game made its money back on the Wii U. And it's one of many examples. The Wii U was failure after failure in terms of money. And And so, like, Nintendo really right now needs to, they have a responsibility to those investors to bring in some money, to, like, to rebound from those years where they were making games like Xenoblade Chronicles X that was never going to bring that budget back.
1: We have a special phrase for that
0: responsibility. <laughs>
1: yeah. fiduciary
2: duty. Yeah. 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 And then I think this is probably the most appropriate yeah, use yeah. of that phrase yeah. that we have had. Are actually talking past. about investors? Nah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I think were, that's really it, you know. Like I don't think it's a matter of like Nintendo eroding uh, their values and 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 in fact like Nintendo historically has been Excuse me. Nintendo has been uh, very resistant to things like price drops and such in the past, and I think that like the only reason Tropical Freeze was as low as it was on the Wii U is because they had to sell copies of that game, otherwise Nintendo probably wouldn't have brought it down that low and as fast as they did.
0: I want to also ask about like now with the new president in here, kind of like the future direction of the of the company. Um, and this is actually our second question submission by your patrons. Uh, Sebastian Urban asks. Uh, Do you think uh, Nintendo's new president will focus more on bringing a competitive service to the market that will rival Sony and Microsoft's offerings? And can we maybe expect that Switch will get even more attention from Nintendo, Um, like, possibility of, like, ports of 3DS games like Samus Returns and Luigi's Mansion? Hmm. So all in all, will we see an even more forward-headed business strategy from Nintendo from now on?
1: Okay. Yeah, we're just making blind assumptions now about the yeah. future, but I'm ready. to. I know it's yeah, the ready. fun part. Yeah, yeah this is yeah. The fun part. So, uh, <laughs> the first part was, uh, do we like will the online matter? And I think somebody who's young, who's 46, who joined the company in 2012 and saw Nintendo in some as blood, like just stated, like it was bad years for Nintendo. Um, I think that person knows how important online is, and I do ex- expect to see some focus on that. I expect to see Netflix on the Switch within the next 12 months. You know. Um, but I don't like this weird 3DS strategy. I think it's just going to continue <laughs> this, oh, yeah. this thing. I like, I just don't see it. I don't yeah. see that changing.
2: Yeah. We'll, we'll get
0: into that more later. Okay. Too, so sure. Worry. Yeah. I think I, I again, when it
2: on. comes back to this, like, you know, Nintendo making money based decisions. like this is a money based decision. Like the 3DS is making money. It should not be making from like any of our perspectives, but it just keeps selling. Those <laughs> games keep selling like. You know, in very much the same way that, like, GTA 5 keeps selling. It's like, who wants these games that hasn't bought these games, but they're still buying these games, like, constantly? And so, yeah, it's even though it should make sense to, like, let's move on, let's, like, bring everything to the Switch. Like, I think that was even the intention at some point was to, like, we're going to merge everything into one platform. It's just going to be the Switch, but it's like... Uh, people are buying 3ds in record numbers. Let's not do that yet. (laughs) You know, you you can't really ignore what your customers are 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 saying they want through their dollars. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the online uh, uh service, I do not think we should look at this online service as a one to one direct comparison to what Xbox and Sony are doing. I think it's going to be some weird other thing. Uh, it's going to be offered at a lower cost. It's going to have other features. I don't exactly know what it is we'll but I don't September. think it's or, gu- it's gonna be no, a very yeah. like Nintendo strange left turn that everyone is gonna see is like why are you doing it like that yeah oh yeah well, we'll you know we we'll just have to wait and see what it is
0: I need to correct myself we'll actually find out in early May possibly yeah. like maybe this week after a recording you know yeah, for, right? how our luck goes. tomorrow morning yeah. uh, said so on Nintendo's website they would be posting in early May uh, details about Nintendo's online service which is targeted for September of this year to launch. So we'll see more about that. Um, but going on, like, yeah, like, the money stuff, like, yeah, like, even, like when it's hard. Like, you're talking about 3DS, but, like, m- even Wii U stuff coming to Switch, like, being the more money-oriented uh, position. When Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is still charting, like, top 10 and stuff, or charting very well in the MPD every month, it's kind of hard to argue about, why are they doing this? You know, I expect Donkey Kong to definitely chart. And You if- think
1: Donkey Kong top 10?
0: I don't know about top ten. It'll definitely be in the top twenty. Okay. Definitely top twenty. It'll be. It'll be like close to the. It might be the top or second place for Switch. I think Mario Kart Eight might sell more than (laughs) I think it still will. Yeah. But like it'll still. I I expect (laughs) to see a headline saying in this month time period, Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze on Switch sold more than that same period on Wii U, like they did with Bayonetta Two. And that's exciting in the report that just put out as well, uh, which is really nice to see. So yeah, I, I I don't get too worried. Uh, the refs, I for me, I don't get too worried about. Even if they want to put more emphasis on making a little bit, form, a few more bucks here and there. Here's a Nintendo classic. Here's Super Nintendo classic. Let's put that Wii U game on, a uh, ported it onto Switch as well. We're still getting experiences like Odyssey. We're still getting Breath of the Wild. We still got Labo that just came out, and we're gonna get more stuff going forward. And uh, I forgot like a few other games in between there. <laughs> Mario and
1: Rabbids is completely that, not a like money driven oh, yeah. decision to me. You know that right. is, that is like a, let's make a fun game here. It's hard to be. It's hard to be that cynical about. The games that Nintendo was putting out,
0: basically. Very good point. Like, I, I think that sums it up pretty nicely.
1: Like, you can make a case for a new Super Mario Brothers. U Luigi edition. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, you just look at that. That's a that was a boxed game, and like, how can you say they're more money focused now than they were at that point?
0: Yeah. I, I yeah I I I guess I can see some people like being just having like concerns because they've seen. In the past indications, but yeah. I don't, I don't think anything other than that like is warranted. Like there's sure. there's nothing they've done yet that that really should uh, trigger that type of thought. Um, but other speaking of like sales and stuffs, uh, this report showed us that, like a lot of games are doing very well. And I want to give some attention to a game series that, like, has always been around for Nintendo or for a long time, but doesn't seem to get like the love and respect it sometimes deserves. Mm-hmm. And I, Ky- Kyle's nodding because I think he knows where I'm going with this. <laughs> Kirby Star Allies yeah. Yeah. sees the strongest debut month of sales, first month sales in the U. S. in the franchise's history. And to clarify that the they strongest debut month in sales in the U.S. history means it sold ninety percent better than the debut month of 2002's Kirby: Nightmare and Dreamland, which is the previous record holder. It sold ninety percent better than the previous. So, so we got to clarify this. So the original announcement is in terms of MPD, which goes by Just sales, US. not units anymore. Right. So revenue. it made more nice and more money than that. So like, think about price difference. And but all still, that. I'm thinking about like the Wii game. I'm th- like, oh, yeah. Kirby's that had some big one. games yeah, 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 has. in the But we got the sales data anyway. Nintendo's yeah. so generous with this financial briefing. More than triple deluxe. So, even, according yeah. to Nintendo's recent financial report, Kirby Star Allies so far has sold 1.26 million copies worldwide. Huh. with over 750,000 of those coming from overseas. Wow. And so, for wow, the record, yeah. Kyle... Hmm. Kirby Nightmare in Dreamland it ended the previous record holder for fastest selling in a month. I'm sorry, is, this, is that months. a
1: Game Boy Advance game?
0: It was the was yeah, it the yeah so. it was GBA 2002 GBA okay. game. Sure. Uh, it ended up its lifetime it ended up selling over two million copies. So that was the previous fastest Star selling. Star Allies is going to crush that. Yeah. But the ultimate king is the original Kirby uh, for Game Boy. Which Kirby uh, Dreamland? Sure, it sold over five million copies. That Game that, Boy game that sold is still 5 the number one copies. selling one. So, doesn't that change your perspective on the
1: business today? Oh yeah. That's so yeah. funny! Wow. So, Kyle,
0: yeah, i want to start with you. Yes, let's start with why do you think Kirby Star Allies has achieved this record breaking sales so like this fast amount of sales in such a short time? I'll
1: start with cynicism. Okay, because right. I was I was going against it, but some cynicism is healthy. Okay, uh, Switch has not had a lot of releases this year. Uh, a lot of big releases this year. And, and to see like a Kirby game come out, I think people who own the Switch, who bought it for Zelda and Mario, are like, oh, this is the next one. This is the next big thing. Um, because I think it is a just fine Kirby game. Okay. And it's not that much better. It d- it's not like it ex- excels upon what all those other Kirby games did that sold worse. It's the platform. It okay, sold yeah. this well because of the Switch.
0: Do you agree with that, Bloodworth?
2: Uh, yeah, I, I definitely do. Like, okay. I think that it's just kind of... Yeah, we're riding high still. We're, you know, we, we still hear these reports from uh, you know, indie game ports and and such like they're selling super well on Switch. I think uh yeah, Nintendo's in a really good place just because like they have an install base that's just very hungry for games. And I I I think that's very different than in the past where people actually w- would just, you know, be satisfied with three or four, you know, big Nintendo titles a year and now it's like they're buying Nintendo titles, they're buying indie titles, they're buying, you know, Skyrim, they're buying whatever they, you know, they can get their hands on. Um so uh, yeah, I think it's just one of those things where like people like Kirby and, you know, even if it's not a very noteworthy Kirby game, uh it's also, you know, this family-friendly system that like you can Play that with your kids, and it's not going to, you know, be too taxing or too frustrating. You know, you just pick up the game, and everyone plays. All
0: right.
1: I think it's going to be a, a first Kirby game for a lot of people. When you say one point two million, like I, I think that's yeah. that means for a lot of those people are just buying a Kirby game for the first time. That's a good point. Uh, no, like, the yeah. five million for the Game Boy game blows my mind, man. You, that one you can't even transform basically you can suck in swallow and blow people away but like you can't absorb
0: powers. Do you think it was also the platform at that time Game <laughs> Boy. Right. yes yeah, yeah for yeah. sure yeah. so going on like the, the platform the theory that the platform is definitely helping the sales yeah we got our next uh patron submitted question from nice. uh logan uh, Tossier, uh or toss i'm sorry if i pronounced it wrong Uh, Looking at Kirby's sales beforehand, so historical analysis here, uh, they've noticed that the Kirby series sales at a fairly steady amount, around $1 to $2 for each of the mainline entries. Uh, While this is certainly good, do you think there's something they could do with the franchise to improve these sales even more and reach the success levels of some of Nintendo's other franchises? Um, And I'll add on to this, like, basically, do you think... uh, is there something they could do to help it but also do you think like the platform that it's on right now is enough to get them to that 2 million or hmm. even up to like what's it going to take basically to get it to Kirby Dreamland sales of 5 million copies Kyle Bossman
1: right what's it going to get it to be an a lister and Kirby's, made,
0: Kirby's a B-lister yeah. right now. They made one suggestion. Like, yeah. What what if they made it like a 3D platform instead of a 2D platform? Like mm. Something like that.
1: Honestly, I think is what it'll take. I think you have to take it out of 2D 2D for it to become an A-list franchise for Nintendo. Uh, I mean, it, it's hard to say because, like we, hey, look, it just sold extremely, extremely well. Right. Mm-hmm. But the question is, like, how does it go yeah, beyond how that? Elevate how it, does yeah. it break that ceiling?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's very difficult for Kirby in particular because I think some of the things that like we criticize it for for being too easy are like actually strengths. Like, I think that's, like, a lot of people bought this game because it's too easy. You know? Because, yeah. mm-hmm. cause again, like, they want to they play with their kids. They want to play with whoever. Um, and so, like, that's easy just to, like, relax. Um, I think... Yeah, like, I, I think maybe not going 3D, but I think Kirby needs to do something that, f- like, feels big like that um, to where you see just something that, f- that doesn't just feel like a, a completely, like... Traditional Kirby game, you know, like it looks like a traditional Kirby game in a way, but like they, you have new powers, you have new things, you have new enemies, rather than you know sticking with this, all the same familiar things. Like I think you have they to all some,
1: look exactly the same from the 3DS game, right?
2: Yeah. Like I, I think you have to do something that's going to get people that have played past Kirby games to say, "Oh, this is more than just another Kirby game," uh, and and get them excited about that. And I think there are some some moves towards that in this game, but just overall the look of it. Uh, it still just looks like it, it could have been uh, a DS or a 3DS game.
0: All right. So this, um, I'm going to get preface. This is joking. I, you made a very good point. but like, So basically Kirby needs to be legitimately open air. Like any 3D Kirby where Kirby can float up to any area of the environment map and encounter different paths and stuff like that. <laughs> like, uh, Open air is a more appropriate name for a future Kirby game than just yeah. climbing up hill, walls and stuff in Breath of the Wild.
1: Yeah, man. I wonder... I wonder. I think it'd actually be like I, I don't know if it'd fit little it, Kirby.
0: It wouldn't, no. I, but I, but
1: it's I, like if you're if we're talking to, to answer this question of like how does Kirby get to that status? Yeah, Kirby has to somehow be a game on like other games, not just like on other Kirby games, but its own unique game in itself.
2: Yeah, I I honestly think that Kirby has to almost pretty much stick to 2D or do something that's more 2.5D like Donkey Kong Country, because hmm. um, I don't think that. I don't think that any game where you're looking at Kirby's butt is going to work. Like, you have to see that face <laughs> at about that. all times. Yeah, I was honestly, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about,
1: like, him running up to a castle, which I think is really cool. Just, like, a tall tower and the camera, like, coming out under. But you're right. Kirby's appeal is, is, like, cuteness.
0: Just need to hand it to Retro, then. Hand it to Retro. No, you both give pretty good ideas. Like I think that's kind of the line of thinking anyone would like who's familiar with the series and been posed this question would come up with to like break because these, as you said, Kyle, these are still pretty good sales. Yeah. And like I, I said it earlier, but like I feel like the just being on the switch is probably gonna carry this. To pro- like it's probably gonna break three million in sales. It'll probably become like the second best Kirby. But it won't game. do five. But it won't do five. I don't million. think it'll do five. No, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think it'll don't think don't think think get think to so. five million yeah. in its lifetime, but. Uh, if they can do to almost three million with this game, it means a slight change, something and a new hook, something that sets it apart from the previous games, mm-hmm. and maybe like even better production values. You know, like making it look like even if it's 2.5D, just like you know making it look even like flashier somehow. That could help. Every mm-hmm. little bit like helps there. But your both your ideas are pretty good too. Yeah. I I I I see a good future for Kirby. Is the mess like what I see from this? Is what I take away from this?
2: Oh yeah, Kirby's not going anywhere. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Like, I meant even a bigger future mm. in in store for Kirby than he's had in the past.
1: It would be cool. It would be cool if they at least like make new character models for the next game.
0: Be nice. Yeah, Kirby doing good. Mm-hmm. Another series that's doing good, and I mentioned that's why I brought my open aired little bad joke in here. Breath of the Wild, which seem to talk about every other episode becomes the best selling game in the legend of zelda series caveat original release versions only so if you can't can can no ports and remake sales factored in there are no oh, ports. Or remakes pro- so wii u and switch sales of breath of the wild combined put it at over 10 million copies the switch version alone sold 8.58 million uh, that's
2: really that's really funny because it's yeah. like yeah what what has the legend of zelda sold if you add up the the nes and then the game boy and then the virtual console uh, and o- then the add, i mean Ocar- yeah.
0: ocarina time you got ocarina time has every single like re-release virtu- the virtual console re-releases yeah. the the one that was attached to the pre-order for the wind waker originally Doesn't count. yeah count. that definitely mm-hmm. is an account They count pack ins for console launches as games. So, like a game that's attached to. But it's a
2: free bonus that you got for pre ordering.
0: It doesn't matter. It's It's a new release, it had Master Quest.
2: Just, but, I mean, you can't cancel a sale because everybody bought it. I mean, it's
0: $10. You had to pre-order $10. I knew people who pre-ordered $10 for it and then canceled their pre-order for that. $10 game right $10 there. $10 game. It's still $10. <laughs> I mean, I, I, but yeah, yeah. these lines of questions come up. Yeah. Sure, sure. So and always, that's why the caveat exists, like, I guess. You basically kind of like either take Nintendo's word at face value, like they're the ones who say what it is, or you try and dive into this, this mess. Where do you think thing.
1: Ocarina's at if you add everything together, though? Oh, I, I'm
0: pretty sure it's like... Over like 11 or 12 million. Oh, so Breath so of the, the Wild, Breath will catch Wild will it. eventually, no matter what, Breath of the Wild will, even if oh, if you include 3DS sales, yeah, uh, it's well, it's a little higher than that because I think 3DS version sold like over like 2 million or something, mm. sure. But eventually, within its lifetime of the Switch, Breath of the Wild will definitively become no questions asked, no caveats the, the necessary, best-selling, yes, the best selling Zelda game in the series. Yeah, uh, they're just crowning it now, which is appropriate. Um, that, that's, that's a great thing to hear about, but I'm not really here to talk about like the, how well it did in terms of sales specifically. I'm curious what this means in terms of going forward Mm -hmm. because in the past week, since this has been announced, I've seen a lot of discussion on message boards and on social media regarding what does this mean for the future of Zelda? And does this mean the end of the quote unquote traditional or classic Zelda And that there are some who are now arguing that mainline Zelda games will never, ever be anything other than Breath of the Wild style, like open air, open world style, that we will Mm. never, ever see another Ocarina of Time, Wind Waker style game ever again. The best that we can hope for is a top-down like 2D or Link Between World style Zelda that comes out in between the major releases. So I want to start there. In Mm. terms of the big mainline 3D Zelda games, do you think... Uh, we they already said the next one will be like Breath of the Wild right. style, but forever. Do you think there'll never be another game like Ocarina of Time style? Like, and let me define this: traditional, classic Zelda, as in like you go to a bunch of different dungeons that have a unique item in there, and you like use that unique, like the old Zelda formula. Oh,
2: I I think that there's a very good chance that we'll get some of that back. I just think that the, yeah, the way the the world is structured from like an overall. Like, I, yeah, I, I just don't think you're going to get these weird little pockets of things sticks oh, together with little arms. Like, segmented and caves off zones and, and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, but I don't think we would have necessarily ever gone back to that, anyways. So, like, I, yeah, it, I, I don't know. I, I, I think to me, it's one of those things where, like, sales are just confirming what they wanted to do. And so that that's going to give them the confidence to just go ahead and do what they want to do with the next game as well.
1: I think, it's, I think it's funny, like, Anuma, for the last three games, has publicly said, I want to beat Ocarina.
0: Oh, I, yeah. I want to make the
1: game that beats Ocarina. has been, a, been yeah. a
0: stigma for that for a long time. Yeah,
1: and I think he finally did it, right? Like, w- there's a debate over which game's better, but I think he can finally feel satisfied that he made a very good Zelda game that's different, and, yeah, I bet that will become the new template going, coming, going forward.
0: I, yeah, to an extent, I would like to clarify what you just said. Uh-huh. I, I think the mentality... Was always to beat, is to outdo Ocarina of Time, right. as to make a Zelda game that would be viewed by critics and fans as being more successful, uh, just better, playing better than Ocarina of Time. That was the mantra with both the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and Skyward Sword. I think during Skyward Sword, you started to see the added caveat, the added element of like, not only do you want to do it, we want to start the whole thing about, we're going to start changing the Zelda formula. And I think that was the more important thing. I think what Breath of the Wild did is they stopped caring about Ocarina, like stopped caring about Ocarina of Time what it did. Stop trying to make it bigger, better, which was Twilight Princess. Mm -hmm. Who cares about that? They did something different. They went with like, let's change things up. And they saw the reward and the payout for that is that, like, they made something that was finally different enough from the previous games. And they're seeing that, as Bloodworks said, the, the sales are confirming that the direction that they did was, like, people wanted this. There was a market for this.
2: You, you, know, I wanna- you know what I really want to see uh, going forward uh, and, and using the sales as kind of evidence? I want to see an overworld and an underworld. Oh, you're I want giant you are freaking caverns Bloodworth. that you come up and like, where am I now? I love Blood caves. Earth.
0: Love caves. This is my dream for Metroid Prime 4 is that it is literally just Breath of the Wild underground. Like it's, okay. like it's that. It's nice. like, but if they're not going to do that, Zelda, next Zelda, I hope they do like dungeons where like the dungeons underground are just like as complex and ridiculous as like the overworld. It's just like, oh my gosh, there's an underworld. And it's not really dungeons per se. It's like, this is a giant underworld with like other crap. Oh, Bloodworth you're such tramways and stuff.
1: (laughs) I want to, I just, something I just thought of that I want to talk about really badly is so uh, up until Ocarina link looked like a dork. You know what I mean? He looked like link to the past and then Ocarina became like the default link. And so even though new games came out that like that is the link that was in smash bros. That's the link that's in marketing materials. It's still stayed that link. And obviously like twilight princess link isn't much different. So he like, it kind of stayed that way. Um, and just seeing the silhouette of new link in smash bros and this game being the best selling Zelda game ever. I wonder if link is going to be new link going forward. I wonder if he's the one who appears on like, look at all the different games we have. I wonder if he's the one who appears
0: on like toys for, I think for a time period he will. Yeah. Because it is breath of the wild is so successful and it is the most current Zelda game. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I he's definitely that version of links will be used in marketing for a while. I love that. I think the next time you might see it. To change is the next the next 3D Zelda game, whatever the next Breath of the Wild is. Mm-hmm. If they decide to change up Link, or if it's a straight up a new character, yeah, the, it seems pretty like standard. Like when they're getting like, yeah, because we saw of Time Link as you said for a long time, and then Twilight like, it didn't change. Like Wind Waker didn't change the, how Link looked, you know. And there just, was, Wind Waker and Link was used on a lot of materials for a long time, but it was within the own Zelda. But marketing. when it's time for like a, a
1: Link smashed, to show up in Soul Caliber, it's like they're oh, not yeah. using Wind Waker Link, you know? They're like a adult Link. Link. It was yeah, like yeah. this
0: adult Link thing, yeah. That yeah. kind of came around. And it's been slightly tweaked a little bit with, with Breath of the Wild. So no, I, I just see your point. Like, generally, yeah. it's
2: whole caliber would be so funny. Yeah, it would.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, they did it with Yoda. It's just not cool. <laughs> um, the one thing, like everything, but worse. So was great. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't ever expect. Yeah, I don't know anyone who thought it would go back to being like segmented off like environments or anything like that. I think the open world environment is like they nailed it. Uh, they can tweak a few things here and there, but like that structure is. Perfect for Zelda. I think it's in other areas that, like, you even mentioned, like, you saw they wouldn't be surprised if, like, more traditional uh, other elements, like dungeons or item stuff, came back in some capacity. I think that's what we're all waiting to see what they do is, like, how much, if any, do they pull back some of those other elements since they went pretty far to the extreme of this new end where it's like all the items you're ever going to have are, like, introduced pretty quickly. It's open world, there's, like, these mini dungeons all over the place. And four little tiny, like slightly bigger mini dungeons in there. But like the the notion of going to like more complicated dungeons, we, we kind of got rid of that. Like, we don't need that for this game. That's what I think we're like waiting to see and stuff like that. Yeah. And in that regard, I think in some capacity, sooner than later, tra- more traditional looking dungeons and more item variety will be coming. Like, sooner than later. Hookshot oh, will yeah. be in the next hookshot game. Hookshot is, oh, please. Hookshot yeah. is <laughs> coming. That's bankrupt. Some hookshot is coming in that next game. Better give credit, Kyle Bossman, right here. He called it first. Uh, and
1: I and I bet more uh, populated cities. I bet they'll have more. Like we had like two populated cities in Breath of the Wild. I bet there will be more. You know, you just see a lot of ruins. You just see a lot of villages that are, aren't distinct from each other in that game. And I think that that's kind of like, I I think a lot of Breath of the Wild is. Uh, created out of limitation you know and i think that they'll be able to do more in the next game and you might see more dungeons you might That's see more point. items you might see more enemies and things like that yeah. just because of t- yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah
0: because let's not forget this game technically started as a wii u only game right and like switch is slightly more powerful so starting a new one ground up for switch they're, they're gonna get a little bit added a technical benefit there right so they could more fully realize what you're asking for there for sure kyle like, and I definitely do expect to see that a little bit more density in terms of population. I also think some of the like the narratives, like story, like had something to say about that. It was like Hyrule a hundred years after being like ruined and stuff like that. Like it could either be. But that, that was there because of the limitation. Oh, yeah. You the, know what I mean? Oh, like, oh, no, I know.
1: They had everybody die just because they couldn't put everybody
0: there. Yeah. Because you, like, you, you want that 10 frames per
2: second.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Look at this giant alive Hyrule castle. T- right. There are four <laughs>
1: towns because that's all we could do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It'll be nice to see that. Five, I, I
1: guess. I I think there'll be an increase in that. There's quite a few towns. Gerudo Village I actually love. I forgot about it. I think there'll be
0: more uh, variety in uh, human-built, like, man-made structures as well. Sure. I think there was a little bit of repetitiveness in terms of, like, everything looked like similar-style ruins or village-style, like, wrecked villages here and there. And it was nice to come across a bunch of it, but it felt like at a certain point it was, like, it's just gonna be another set of rocks, right? Or another crumpled brick buildings or stone buildings and stuff. And I think they could mix that up a little bit, like have more thematically inclined zones because they kind of they did a little bit. Like the zones each have like different like uh, climates and stuff to an extent. But I think they could push it even further than that.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It, I don't honestly it doesn't need villages. It doesn't need to be populated, but it needs to be not abandoned for sure. I
0: think. Um, uh, yeah, we would be curious to see. Uh, I doubt we're not going to hear about it at E3 next Breath of the Wild, but I wouldn't be surprised if another smaller Project Zelda is announced in the interim right. between. Sure, and we'll see. Who knows what E3 holds. Um, but I do want to move on to the the next point, because we talk about Zelda too much on mm-hmm. the show, but I like it. Uh I want to talk about the 3DS because this was brought up in the financial briefing, and this was a lot of people were pointing this out. Someone even tagged both of us and was like, he kind of dumb you know, you see that 2019 and beyond for that three DS slide. Mm-hmm. Nintendo plans to support the three DS into 2019 and beyond. And as I mentioned the, 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 in their notes, in an image from their financial briefing, there's a paragraph next to a slide that says they plan to release uh, five 3DS games this year and one in 2019, but also that, that they're going to keep supporting the 3DS Beyond. And for for those who are curious, the fish, the first party announced titles that they have coming out on 3DS coming forward is Dylan's Deadhead, Dead Heat Breakers for 3DS Digital mm-hmm. Download Only. Uh, Sushi Striker, Way of the Sushido, which will also be on Switch. Captain Toad's Treasure Tracker, which will also I'm be on Switch. Switch. WarioWare Gold. That is, uh, forget if that. That's not going on Switch, right? No, that one's on Switch. Yeah, not that's 3DS, uh, forgot yeah. about that. Luigi's Mansion Remake, which is also 3DS only, which is the biggest head scratcher for me. Uh, and then uh, Mario and Luigi's uh, Bowser's Inside Story, uh, the re-release or port. I guess it's not really a remake, right? The hand port. You call it that? No, they redo all remake? the art. Okay. every single. I saw the art redone, thing. Yeah. So like, okay, let's call it a remake. Sure. Uh, coming out uh, next year, 2019. On mm-hmm. right. their thing, uh, but that's all that they have officially announced.
2: So yeah, that's 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 pretty slim. That's pickings. a pretty minimal support. That's yeah. Th- again, uh, that's supporting that that weird broader audience that really is aren't the type of people to watch this podcast. <laughs> like it, it, it's. It's just putting more games out there and, and, and keeping new stuff on shelves. Uh, be, I mean, it's not even really new stuff. Yeah, it really is. Like that's not like their intense development resources aren't going into those projects.
0: I feel like the this other information uh, the, the the 3ds they revealed 3ds has install base of roughly 70, 72 million now. That's an important thing. Yeah. That's
1: not and, that's not seventy two million people buying games. No, I, I that's know, like but so also, misleading, so, I think. Like,
0: yeah, but this is what they're relying on. They have a huge install base, they have a ton of software yeah. that people are still like buying um, like older games, essentially. So it's still bringing in money. Right. People are still
1: buying Pokemon Ultra Stone, Ultra Moon. They're still buying yeah. Mario Kart Seven. You know, they're they. I I believe that. Like,
0: so I get it makes sense for them. In my opinion, it makes sense for them to like to keep quote unquote supporting it, like continuously making new 3ds yeah. units is more important than announcing new software. I think this is more of a it's still more than just this, but it's also a little bit of a PR move to message to everyone. 3S isn't dead. Like yeah. we're, until, if we say, if we don't reveal these games and we're nothing or even say it's dead, then these potential sales are going to be left on the table and we, we can use them. Like, and, the reason Nintendo gave their own logic, though we we can speculate all we want why Nintendo is supporting this, like it's for money and stuff. They actually had a Q and A session and they gave a little bit of insight. Uh, yeah, the outgoing president and the incoming president basically shared their thoughts on this. And basically, so here's what's up. Okay. Um, so from the investor briefing, they said that Nintendo expects 3DS demand to continue, especially among parents. Uh, this is because the 3DS is cheaper than the Switch, and as is the software. Parents right now can't afford to buy a Switch for everyone in their household, especially every one of their children. They have multiple children. So Nintendo feels that once the Switch's sales attachment rate is closer to to one-to-one, like on a person ratio, uh, rather than one per household uh, that they are around now, then they'll consider moving everything on from the 3DS to the Switch. Mm -hmm. However, as long as there's demand, they will keep supporting the 3DS. So there you have it. Like, they, yeah. they, they have their own logic that, that, like, you know, I don't think any, any of us might not have thought of that. We were thinking, like, money. There's still we money weren't. on the table. Yeah. But there's a reason why this. But I do also want to counter this because I got a question coming up in just a second. Like I do think there are signs that, like, it is winding down. The next mainline Pokemon game is not on 3DS. Yeah. That's a huge no. It's deal. on yeah. Switch. The that whole That's lineup huge is huge. Them oh, yeah, winding yeah. Down. Oh, yeah. yeah. And like that. And so our question comes from Professor Metal Gear. Great. Uh, given the continuous support of the 3DS, do you believe Nintendo will release any more core games, such as Zelda, Mario, Pokemon, on the 3DS going forward? Um, make spinoff games of those core franchises, perhaps? Or will they just no longer bother bringing them in favor of just putting them on Switch?
1: Yeah, I was honestly, I was like brainstorming, trying to think of what would continue on 3DS into 2019 and 2020. Uh, and so, I don't know. So, I'm thinking maybe like a Golden Sun sequel. <laughs> uh, maybe another. Uh, so, while the Switch gets new Fire Emblem games, maybe the. Um, uh, sorry, what was uh, Echoes, right? Echoes yeah. on 3DS. So, ones. maybe Echoes continues as a franchise on the 3DS while right. the Switch gets the new Fire Emblems. I think that's an opportunity. Um, and I think maybe another top-down Zelda game. Uh, we had Link Between Worlds, but also like the fashion one.
0: Oh, Triforce Heroes.
1: Yeah, and there was a rumor <laughs> I read along th- that I don't know if I believe, but a, a oh. Link's Awakening remake in that this. style.
0: Please don't touch that game.
1: Yeah. Um. Even though, even if that's not true, like hypothetically, I think that's a kind of thing that could appear. You know, just another Zelda game in that oh, style yeah. on the 3ds. And so yes, I actually do expect, based off these words, that they will continue to put out mainline Nintendo 3DS games. Like maybe even a new Super Mario, maybe that's where that franchise lives again. Hmm.
2: Started you know, on DS, right? Man, if they if they did re- if they did Link's Awakening somehow, I would want that game to be on the Switch and I would want that game to have an art style similar to like a Wario Land Shake It or a Muramasa or something. Like Ooh, I hear you, that's cool. Like look like everything is just hand drawn like so art
0: yeah, I yeah I agree with you. And you brought up a good point. Like, I I actually don't mind if they make any more core titles for the ds I don't I don't really think they will. Maybe one more will get on there. Like in 2019, I just want them to start bringing those offerings to Switch. Like some of those we did announce are also going to Switch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Way of the Sushido and uh, Treasure Tracker. Tracker Treasure Tracker is coming to Switch. Like, Luigi's Mansion, we talked about this on a previous episode, but, like, Luigi's Mansion still, like, stings a little bit. That, like, that's not also coming to Switch. Mm -hmm. And if they made, like, a Link's Awakening remake, cool, put it on 3DS as well, but I really want it to come to Switch. I think, for me, we're rapidly approaching the point, like, once we get into 2019, I'm like, it's fine if you want to keep making 3DS as Nintendo and you want to keep putting out random games on it every now and then, but, like... I, you better not offer anything exclusive on 3ds anymore that I, that could be on Switch. And none of these games like are using 3D effects or exclusive or anything like that. That's unique.
2: These all are all well, games. Uh, Bowser's Inside Story is very much two screen. Oh, the screen. And WarioWare was going to bring up the, is the, well. the
0: split screen. Like you need to have a separation or something like that. Um, but beyond those exceptions, I want these games to come out. Or spend the time to rework it. You know, re- they reworked the world. Square Enix reworked the world ends with you. Some people will argue whether how effective that was, but that was a clearly uniquely two-screen game originally. Right. Mm-hmm. They reworked it for mobile, and it's also coming out on Switch later, supposedly later this year. Let's, I, I want that. I, I just want, by next year, let's, let's, everything better start coming out on Switch too, please. I don't, I don't know. Like, they're trying uh,
1: to keep that thing alive, man. They're I, trying to keep that product. It alive. will be
0: like it will be a sad day because it's weird because Nintendo's in this weird place where like their main system is a hybrid. They don't yeah. have a quote unquote dedicated console, so like that this when this moves on, it's like we just have the Switch. It's like does that mean it's like the end of like this is now Nintendo doesn't have a mainline console like dedicated console? Is this the end of like the traditional handheld? Like it's I know, they, they just saw... like it's it's amazing, but at the same time it's like will 3DS be the like the last traditional? Exclusively handheld developed system they made was the Wii U, the last the dedicated console one. Like, yeah, I mean yeah, that's the whole yeah. thing we were saying with the Switch yeah. all along.
2: It's like that's the step that Nintendo needed to make to uh, get its worldwide appeal, and it's worked. But it's just the 3DS guess, is hanging on, yeah, yeah like, like I mean, it's an iron yeah. grip. Yeah.
0: It's gonna be like a sad, <laughs> I feel like is it gonna be a sad day when they finally announce like we are no longer manufacturing 3DS? It's like it's an end of an error almost. Like at that point, I almost feel
1: like they're going to announce. What comes after a switch before stopping 3DS? Oh, yeah, you do. <laughs> you know, it's just going to be uh, the day they finally say we're not manufacturing anymore. They're like, and now switch two. It's like, oh, and then switch will hang on for too long.
0: Yeah. I can, you know what? I, you know what, Kyle? Hmm. I think you are actually going to be right. Well, the thing my is, my gut reaction is I think right now, point blank, I think 3ds will not be discontinued until after a Switch successor or a new iterative version of Switch. Because
1: because that, that's the thing is, I don't. Yeah. They won't do two screens again. They won't. Do, well, actually, it has touch controls as it is now. But it, it, whatever, I, I I see forwards compatibility with whatever. I think the next Switch successor will play all of our
0: Switch games. Yeah.
1: I mean, it'll be a little. I mean, they might need different carts. Dang. I
0: don't know. The carts are kind of. I mean, they might. Yeah, they might just go like only if you had bought them digitally. Yeah. They might start doing that. Like it's not unheard of that only your digital versions are technically backwards compatible with a a system. Yeah. Because
1: I mean, I, I honestly, I think that's like the weakest thing of the Switch right now. Is just they don't have enough space on them. And I, I mean, I guess that technology can improve easily. Is that will have more space on the carts? But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't want the next one to have
0: the same, the exact same carts. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be weird because like it and this thinking like game like Game Boy was dominant but like DS and 3DS just like a dominant like we're both dominant like DS especially yes. DS is actually their best selling piece of hardware mm-hmm. like it's amazing as well Switch is doing I don't think honestly in the end Switch will hit what DS did like DS is like. Is it like 120? No, I think DS is at 154 million lifetimes. Oh, solved. you're right. It won't break that. Like, that's 150, dude. Like I feel like they'll move on to an iterative version of Switch. Yeah. And despite it'll, 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 like the the thing. Like DS just like they like 3DS came out, but like people hung on to two, like D, sorry, not two DS. DS for so long. After the three DS. After that, that it's like it's a unique yeah. thing to see like that. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Starting to Press is like this end of an era thing. Like that, that's I think, gone. Yeah. yeah,
2: I think I'd be very curious to see what actually happened. Because we still we're still so early in the switch. Oh yeah. They're, we still don't know what's gonna run. happen when like the switch gets into those like, you know, budget prices to to where it does become the thing that people can buy instead of a three D S. Like you know, how much of that three D S momentum is going to transfer to the switch at that point.
1: Yeah. For sure. They're gonna want us to buy they're gonna want the new people though, at that point when the switch is cheap, they're gonna have another big expensive thing for the, the early adopters to buy too. It's sure, a, but it'll be yeah.
2: something more like you know
1: compatible with the switch yeah but yeah.
2: it'll be more like an, an xl or a mini or something along those lines like it, it's it's basically still going to be the switch i don't think they'll ever going to call it something different at, th- at that point
1: it is really but funny how right. well they sustained the 3ds through hardware iterations you know cuz it was one i for like 2
0: years yeah cuz there's they, like a new 3ds every like every yeah. 2 years 3DS, New 3ds xl like yeah. f- f- whatever the 2ds 2D, the 2ds it's yeah. like yeah. yeah, like, they, they, they've they just kept it going. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, some of us might have laughed at it, but, like, the it show, it's selling, you know, still selling, made good decisions there. Um, I don't really have much else to say about, like, the, the 3DS and stuff. Like, I feel like this comes up every so often. People ask us about, like, why don't they just pull the plug on 3DS and move it? Like, people complaining, why isn't 3DS stuff yeah. on my Switch yet? Well, even, yeah. even
2: in Ben's uh, Don't Skip for Radiant Historia, oh, yeah? it's like... Uh, Well, it's on 3DS, so I'm skipping it. (laughs) That's one of the comments? Yeah, that's multiple (laughs) comments like that, yeah. The analogy I would do is, like, you open
1: your door to walk to your job every day, and there's, like, $1,500 just lying there. Every day you wake up, and instead of picking it up, you just sweep it off your porch. That's, like, that's what you're asking Nintendo to do, (laughs) is wake up every day and, and, like, throw $1,500 off their porch.
0: Yeah, I have to wonder, like, a little bit, like, I know they want to support 3DS, but, like, if they can convert someone to another Switch sale, isn't that more valuable for the long term for them? Like, cool, someone buys another 3DS, and but, sp- but what if it puts up like? But like you were saying
2: Switch? that the yeah. cost of the Switch right now, like they're not go- those sales that they're getting on 3DS, they're not going to convert to Switch sales in the near future.
0: Yeah, I, I they don't see like, them
1: as competing products
0: certainly. I mean, I see for that. I, I mean, I see that as well. But I also see like someone who's like has neither and is like looking. Okay, I'm ready to jump into Nintendo now. It's like. Let's say like, oh, I played that Luigi's Mansion on GameCube at a friend's house, my favorite game. Oh, it's only coming out on three DS while well, I'm getting that three DS and some of the friend's are like, wait, wait, wait. But like there's this new system called the Switch and it has all these other great games and like it doesn't have Luigi's Mansion yet, but like you get all these other great experiences and it's the one that's being gonna like get all the good new games going forward. No, no, yeah. you
2: you know what the the probably the biggest factor for these three DS sales has nothing to do with any of that stuff. It's what I call the I need my phone back factor. What's that? It's like kids constantly taking their parents' phones to play games and, like, okay, we need to do something. <laughs> Give them a 3DS so I can keep my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and it's that <laughs> low barrier their own phone. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. I see. All right. Yeah. I, I can. Okay. I can see that. Woo. 3DS. 3DS. Yeah. Keep going, Just baby. Keep chugging along. Um, Love
1: Luigi's Mansion on Switch, I will say that. But yeah, I'm I'm proud of the 3DS for chugging.
0: I'm, like of, of the six games that they announced here, yeah, that's the one that stings the most for me because mm-hmm. I really didn't play much Luigi's Mansion on uh, the original one on GameCube. I like barely played it. I did play Dark Moon on 3DS and I loved it. It's cool. So game, the prospect yeah. of playing more Luigi's Mansion is great, but now I'm like, oh, it looks so much better on GameCube, like through like big 3D graphics on the TV. Oh, this is like I thought I was coming to Switch. It's like coming to 3ds. I'm like, no, I want to p- play this on Switch yeah. on a bigger screen, and I want to play it on a big. Sh-. I was like, oh, come, come on, Nintendo, you almost had me. You but happening? Like, like that comment you said, "Don't skip." That's me. Like for Luigi's like, Mansion on 3ds, skip. Not playing it. Wow, <laughs> he's that guy. I, I have a 3ds, but like, I don't. I want to do that. All I right. don't want to support that. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm actively as much as I was saying I'm sad. It's, I'm also actively supporting bring it to Switch. So kill the 3D ass off. It's like, uh, it's kind of I'm just torn on this. Yeah, sorry. Um, that was actually all I had. Uh, so we're at, right, right at one hour mark right here. Yeah. That's so perfect. That's a good. So podcast, that's pretty good time. Yeah. But I may reconsider bringing like one or two questions back for the end uh, as well. Yeah, sure, some an off-topic question. But like this, this gives me some flexibility now as well. Like if we do run, like if this was like an hour and towards a 90-minute episode, which we sometimes have hit, it would be good to be like, oh, we are done. I don't have to feel obligated to answer one more question. So I like sure. this flexibility. Um, I know I didn't talk about Labo. We talked about it on uh, the most recent Frame Trap. Uh, ben did. Um, and if you didn't watch anything, I'm basically just really disinterested in it, so I'm not like the best person to really talk about it. What about Labo sales? To, uh, I didn't see the sales. Sorry. The, all
1: we have is UK numbers, and it was like number three of the week.
0: Oh, okay. Of this like video game? like Yeah, of software sales. Interpret that for me, Kyle. Like, what does that really mean?
1: That's surprising to me. Um,
0: like, Surprising, good or bad? Surprisingly good. Okay,
1: I think that it will continue to sell. Um, whereas a lot of the games that are coming out right now, we won't be talking about in the fall. I bet Labo will still keep going. All right. I just, I, I have faith in how cool the product is. I think kids are going to continue wanting Labo.
0: I haven't heard of it selling out or anything like that. It's not selling Apparently, out. Apparently, like, like yeah. everyone said, like, I just want to go get one. I want to check it out. And they walked into a store and were able to get it easily. Yep. Mm. So that, I mean, that's not an indication that it's selling terribly, but it's obviously not, like, selling out. So it's right. not the other extreme either. So it's got to be somewhere in between. I guess that's what the three sales means. It's, like... Somewhere in the between. selling okay and stuff.
1: It's just a little s- extra side business. Yeah. It's not like Nintendo's not right. relying on Labo, you know? Either, yeah. Have you
0: either even touched Labo yet or anything? No.
2: I, I, yeah. It's Labo and VR kind of in the same boat where it's like, I don't really have enough space to, okay. to really make use of it. Uh, I am looking forward if we can uh, yeah get that stream organized whenever that happens. But. I
0: want that robot suit. Kyle wants the robot suit. Mm-hmm. That's going to wrap it up for this week's episode. Cool. Uh, thank you very much for both of you being on here. Yeah. And uh, as a reminder, everyone watching uh, again, uh, if you are a $5 and up patron, you now get the, get early access. To this episode on Sundays, everyone else will get on Tuesdays. Sorry, $1 patrons. Uh, you will no longer get this early, but um, you still get it on Tuesdays. It's okay. Don't worry about it. $5 and up patrons though. You still get to submit questions for each episode and, and I, I, I like this. I actually like this. I'll wait for your feedback in the comments for this episode before ultimately deciding on what to do with the next episode. But I feel really good about it. And if we continue doing it, uh, I'll still do the submissions uh, the Sunday before we record each episode. And I like this a lot because we got a lot more questions. I think we got, like, four questions in this time. I easily could have fit in another one for sure. So, like, yeah, you're going to get more questions Wayne. this way, and I think you'll all be with that, happier with that. So, Thank you again for all those great questions. Thank you all for supporting FriendCode and helping us bring it back. And again, if you'd like to support FriendCode, if you're watching this on YouTube um, and you're not a supporter of Easy Allies on Patreon, Patreon.com/EasyAllies, uh, just consider pledging even just like one dollar. Uh, it helps keep this show going. It keeps helps us do everything that we do here at Easy Allies. Um, it, it 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 basically allows us to do what we do. And we all thank you, and I thank you for your support for that. But uh, until next time. May the way of the hero lead to the Triforce.